that's a big bucks today. I don't get on a track big bucks and they work out today. Welcome to another episode of the Adirondack Bucks and Beyond podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Stagger Gear. If you haven't yet, make sure you head on over to the Stagger Gear website where you'll find everything from their wool tracker jacket, their Apex Merino base layers, and even their 100% rag wool gloves and much more. Everything you need to keep you dry, warm, and comfortable for a long day's adventure in the woods. Be sure to enter our promo code ABB with any purchase made on the Stagger Gear website to get 10% off your order. That's promo code ABB for 10% off your order all at www.staggergear.com. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Adirondack Bucks and Beyond podcast. Tonight, it is Brad and I, and uh, we're going to be going over some of the gear we use this season, um, particularly the stagger gear that we used, and uh, don't really know what else we're going to talk about, but we're going to figure it out as we go. We'll probably we'll probably think of some stuff as we go. Um, but first, I guess we'll start with, did you grab those base layers? I got yeah. just the top right there. Yeah, I guess we'll start with the base layers that we used. I'll grab the coat in that right now, hanging them on the racks up here. So these are the base layers that we use. Um, these things are awesome. I was telling Brad when I had them, um, like, I, I don't know what it is with this material. First off, it just doesn't stink. Never. Well, it, I think it's just because it's merino or some it, form of blend or whatever. I, I don't know the specifics, but. It's crazy. Like, I'm a super sweaty person, and my gear never, ever stunk at all this season. <laughs> I'm not too good about washing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this stuff, like when you're soaking wet just keeps you so dry which i think is just like a common thing between the for the merino wool right um but yeah their base layers are awesome they have this top um and they have the bottoms which are over there we don't have them right in front of us but uh yeah so those are the base layers that we were all wearing this season i mean we wore these um we just posted that video of Corey and i um bow hunting in the adirondacks so we wore these all the way through fall tracking like everything and they mm -hmm. were absolutely awesome mine are still all in one piece um which is pretty remarkable because i'm really hard on gear um so those were great and then these this right here this is brad's tracker jacket here um and he has the the cape on the stagger cape on there as well i have mine in the snow camel pattern i would have to look i would have to look online to see exactly what it was um, but these jackets are also awesome um you wore the um, Johnson wool jacket before this, right? Uh, no, I have a really old, um, a really old uh, Woolrich jacket. For oh, the, that was for those. Oh, okay, for those you know those guys that are familiar with Woolrich, they're not even in business anymore. But yeah, it's an old Woolrich jacket from a long time. And you ago. like, and you like, you said you like this one. Yeah, I mean, more. oh, I mean that jacket is it's awesome. I mean, I'm not even just saying that. I love that jacket. I wore it all season long. I wore it. I wore it earlier in the season than I intended. I think kind of what happened was I probably wore it on a cold morning. It was like mm -hmm. the first time I broke it out. And then I realized that even once I hunted a couple of times in some warmer weather with it, it was very versatile. And of course, yeah. there was a lot of times I took it off, but you know, even when it's 45 degrees out, well, that's pretty comfortable. You don't necessarily want to wear a tracking jacket, yeah. wool jacket, but once you sit down for an hour or two and the temperatures start to drop in the evening, yeah. you put the jacket on um, and you're fine. I mean, the biggest part of that jacket is, is Stagger hit it on the, you know, the nail on the head when they went with this more deep forest green color and mm. the check. The jacket that I had is almost, it's it's a classic check color, but it's like a, it's like a neon green almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this just disappears out in the woods. It just looks awesome and it feels I remember great. the first time we were up scouting last, last year yeah. and you had this on and I was like, whoa, those colors blend. When you're, when you are in those thick green spruce masks, oh, yeah. you disappear with sure. this stuff because he nailed the color on it and it looks great in the snow but it looks really good on the bare ground oh yeah. yeah yeah it looks awesome and mine i have the uh snow camo pattern the the gray and white and like Corey and i were talking about even on the bare ground with that jacket because most of the trees are like a grayish color in the adirondacks that jacket just blends right in it looks awesome on the snow yep awesome on the snow yeah yeah absolutely and, and i'd be the first one to tell everybody out there that um i wouldn't come on here and just 
and talk poorly about a product I don't like. I just yeah. wouldn't talk about it at all. Right. And I, f- you know, I feel ab- totally comfortable promoting this jacket and this brand because it is a an amazing jacket. I would buy another one tomorrow. Um, and I think anybody that puts that jacket on is going to be impressed by yeah. it, and especially if you spend some time in it. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to preface too, like we would never just come on to our platform and promote something that we didn't believe in or that we didn't, you know, we wouldn't want someone else to buy because we just wouldn't do that. It's not, we're, we're not like that. Yeah. Um, and we truly, like, I, I was just talking to Adam the other day and he's like, you know, how'd you guys like all the gear? And I was just like, dude, we loved it. Yeah. Like, like we loved everything from, from the base layer to the gloves we have right here. These are, I think these are an older one, aren't they? So these are his, these are the heavier pair of gloves and I don't remember what he calls these, but these are the ones that have the fin- uh, trigger finger or at least the index finger and then the thumb cut out of them. Yeah. Um, these are a really heavy glove and uh, like heavy as in material and they're so comfortable to put on. Yeah. But um, I don't find myself wearing these gloves at much or as much only because I greatly prefer their other offering, which is what they came out with this year, which is their Apex Merino glove. And the reason that this is brand new in the pack is because I liked these gloves so much yeah. that I bought myself another pair yeah. already at the end of the season. Yeah. I bought my dad a pair, and for what it's worth, the back of the pack is really cool because it says, built to trend. <laughs> so I like that a lot. That's a yeah. really good marketing tool. I like that. Yeah. Um, so these these gloves are great. They're just really, really warm. So uh, And my fingers get cold easy, so even though my thumb and my my trigger finger only a little bit, um, you know, protruding out of the end. They get really numb yeah. on me. So uh, I just wear this uh, Apex glove, and I freaking love those things. The, the first thing that I noticed with the Apex gloves was that because, like, usually I don't like wearing gloves. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do not wear gloves. I would always just have hand warmers and a muff or, or something. I mean, when I'm tracking, obviously, I want it. But um, those gloves, you can feel everything with them. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like you have a glove on. Like when I know a lot of times when you put it, put your finger on the trigger with a glove, like you're kind of trying to feel like where you got a pull. Right. Like with those, it's just like there, and you could feel it, which I really like. Yeah, about those. I've always just worn the uh, like the standard cotton like mitten gloves. Like yeah. the, they're the one sizers that everybody can put on. You could buy them right at Walmart or whatever. I've always worn those, and the, and they do just fine for me. I liked them because they were thin, so they were good for moving around. Your hands yeah. didn't get too hot or whatever. But they get wet so yeah. easily, mm-hmm. you know. And so these are obviously have some form of of wool blend in them whether it's merino wool or and i don't i don't know but i know that they are wool and they're extremely comfortable you can hunt with them all year long um when i did get wet my hand did get wet which seemed actually pretty rare it's just gonna bring that yeah up. it was seemed pretty rare but even when they did my hand stayed plenty warm and i found that if they did get fairly wet if i stuck them in my pockets for a bit and let my like body heat dry them out yeah. um, i'm not gonna say that they would be bone dry but they would become comfortable like yeah. more comfortable yeah. again. oh no absolutely yeah but like and the other thing with like a lot of the stuff like the gloves and then next thing i'm going to talk about my my one of my favorite pieces that, <laughs> that we got um is a lot of this stuff like i find myself wearing all the time like yeah. when i'm not hunting obviously i don't wear the the camo jacket around everywhere because sure. i look like a fool sure. but everything else like the gloves this vest like even even when i'm just out like hiking and stuff this bag over here yeah like all of it I use all the time. No, it, all, it's really, really versatile stuff. It is. I love it. And actually, this isn't just for show. I, I This is the hanger. I'm pretty sure I had this jacket on all year because every day at the end of the day when I get done hunting, it wasn't like an organizational thing or I'm not like real anal about hanging my jackets, but I kept this in my truck and I'd hang it in my back seat. So it was like hung up off just laying on the seat yeah. and just let it breathe and dry, you know, it dry as much as it could on the way yeah. home. And then as soon as I got home, I came and I hung it up next to the wood stove next day, do it all over again. And, and not to not knock like any other brand or anything because you know at the end of the day whatever works for you works for you if you don't like stagger then you know you don't like stagger if you don't yeah. like johnson wool you don't like johnson wool it's simply whatever works for you this yeah. stuff works for if you us. don't like bwb or whatever or you do like bwb yeah or you awesome do. or you do cool one thing that i really like about the jackets what they did is how thin they are oh yeah because i know Corey's johnson wool jacket that he had before mm-hmm. was like it seemed like super and even the pants i have mm-hmm. are like super thick and like clunky almost mm-hmm. and this is just like so thin i feel like i could breathe through it and move around in it so i really like that about the jacket too yeah Um, and i would take it all i'd take my jacket off a lot it rolls up pretty nice and i just stick it on the back of my pack yeah it packs out pretty small yeah and then there'd be days i just wear it in my pack all day did you say something about the back pocket i feel like towards the end of the season we were walking out of the woods and you had mentioned you're like i actually really like the back pocket didn't you say that no i know ne- i've never used the back pocket only because i just have my pack all the time so i've never needed to use it maybe it was adam i, I was walking we were walking in the woods somewhere i mean i someone... could see it being really freaking handy yeah yeah but anyways we should point that out uh on these jackets 
in the back here they have a back pocket just for storing stuff. I honestly I always carry the stagger bag and that's everything I need. But this has this back pocket here, and then it has um, the mag. These are mag pockets up front. Yeah, actually. they're they're pretty much just about the right size for a seventy six hundred or a seventy four hundred. Uh, well, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't say that any magazine would fit just fine yeah. in these. But uh, I guess my point is they're built for rifle magazines. Right. They're they're only about. Yay thick. You're not putting a phone or anything in yep. those. And then uh, you have the up-top zippers up here in the chest area, which are, I mean, they're not they're not super deep, but I usually, like, stick my phone in there and stuff yeah. Um, yeah. throughout the day. And then just your, your pockets down here at the bottom, like every other jacket has. But love the jackets, love the gloves. And then this right here is my favorite piece that I have. Um, I think I've said this 100 times on the podcast and in YouTube videos and stuff. I wear this vest like every day, like every <laughs> single day. Vest. It's awesome. It's awesome. It is so light. Like when I was, I want to say this too. Adam had mentioned this to me when I got the vest. Um, the vests run a size small. So I'm usually a large. I got an extra large and it fixed me perfect. Uh, so I think that's important to point out. Um, but like, this was great in the morning when I'm because I always get out and I'm like super cold when I get out of the truck and you saw this every day you filmed me every day every single day I'd throw this vest on I think there was a day where I told you don't put the vest on and I did anyways you're gonna take it off (laughs) I did anyways half hour late it was always like a 30 minutes in you're like I'm getting sweated up but I uh I would put this vest on and and this again is a super super thin vest yeah and when i when i first got it i'm like i don't think this is going to be very warm you put this on with the coat and as soon as you start moving you're like holy crap gotta take my vest off no i know what it's like i saw you do it a (laughs) hundred times it feels like a furnace but i wear this thing i just had this thing out scouting the other day and it, it is awesome uh wear it all the time and then the last thing that we wanted to go over here uh was the stagger bag which i wish Corey was here because Corey is um like not about gear at all. Like Corey's usually like hand me downs from me or like anybody else who gives him stuff because mm-hmm. he might break. I it. don't think he wears <laughs> any one more than any one brand at any given time. Yeah, it might no. be like some kind of pants, some kind yeah. of shirt. You know, yeah, he has like a mis- a mismatch of every single uh, yard sale piece of gear out there. Yeah, yeah yard sale stuff. <laughs> um, and I gave well, Adam gave us these bags, and uh, I gave Corey one, and Corey literally must have said a hundred times how much he loved this bag. Yeah. And I second that. This bag is awesome. Everything that I need and that I carry. I mean, when I go out in the woods, I have a sandwich with me. I have a headlamp. Um, I don't even know. My gloves, a dragon rope, and then, like, maybe a couple other, like, little snacks or whatever. And I have all my bullets, which I want to show you right here. I actually still have them in here. Oh, and my batteries, my GoPro batteries that I stick up top there here. There you go. Uh, but a really, what I really like about this bag is to carry some extra bullets with you. They have this built-in little bullet holder up here, and you oh, literally awesome. just you just stick them in the top there. Is that? Oh no, kidding! Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it has. Is it Velcro? No, it's not Velcro. Okay. It's just our. Or yeah, no, you know what it is. It, it, look, it looks like. Yeah, it you was. could you can take it off if you want. Um, and then in the bottom part of it. They have another one right there. So you get one, two, three, four, five. So you get 10 extra bullets you can carry, and you don't have to carry the box or anything. They're sure. not sloshing around in the bottom of your bag. Listen, dude, take it from a guy that's ripped a couple rounds off at a buck. <laughs> carry you might need carry lots of bullets. Yeah. yeah. So I love that. And then the other thing that's really, really cool, um, and I wasn't expecting it because this bag is – I mean, this bag's tiny. Yeah. It, it's, it's tiny. It's light. You can hardly feel it when it's on your back. But the cool thing is – when I take my vest off a million times, I always you I can literally just fold it right up and unbuckle these and I'll, I'll do it right now since I have the vest right here. But it takes me two seconds. I literally just ball this thing up, stick it on the front of this, and I just clamp all these across and tighten them all down. Which I won't do all of them, but I'll do these two. And I tighten it down and I carry my vest around like that all day and yeah. it doesn't move. And I've had like I've had two coats on here before. Right. I mean, and for those that are familiar, it's basically the size of, like, a camelback bag. Yeah, yeah. And you can, um, because in the back it has the um, it has a little slot for if you get the uh, the frame that Adam makes to put in here for filming for the GoPro. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, which is this is what Corey does, he sticks his bladder in the back of here, and it fits perfectly. And yeah, now you have a bladder, bladder. In, yeah. in the back of here. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's – what else? That's all the gear we had from him. But – all this stuff is super awesome. Um, 
and like I said, we wouldn't we wouldn't be promoting something if we didn't believe in it and use it ourselves. Um, so yeah, yeah, and I know uh, I know like uh, there's always been talk about when you're on the move all the time or, or you're tracking a lot, um, everybody has their own temperature, mm-hmm. and and I always wear the same thing every time that we hunt, and that's I was wearing the stagger base layers. I wear a regular just button up wool, you know, button up that you you know go Which split I, wood in or I whatever. I love that that button up wool that you have. Yeah, I got a couple different shirts like that, and then uh, I just have a pair of LL Bean. Uh, wool pants and my stagger jacket yeah and that was it so you know base layers wool button up and uh the stagger jacket i wore that all year well, long in any temperature for me to put this stuff on this year because before this i was i had wool i had my wool pants mm-hmm. and then first light gear right so it's like I'm, i was soaked every single day right and i got this jacket and i was like whoa yeah. <laughs> this is a different world because i'm coming out dry every single day right it was, I was like, this is awesome. I, I mean, and I've never hunted in, in any of the synthetics that are out there um, in the snow. Yeah. But I, I'm still just hard-pressed to think that there is a better option when the snow was all hung up in the trees and stuff. Because I've just never gotten wet wearing wool. And I yeah. couldn't imagine wearing some of my other camo garments that I have in snow. Like oh, I the, t- I'd be freaking soaked. I could tell you, you get freaking soaked. I bet. I bet. Yeah, I remember a day we were up in... Um, Oh God, where were we? Um, it's like the most common place in the Adirondacks. Blue Mountain Lake. Uh, mm, yeah, you know, yeah, we were up in Blue Mountain Lake, and I had all my synthetic stuff on, mm-hmm. and it was like a day where we had only got like an inch of snow, maybe, and it was you, Adam, Corey, and I. I think Tyler might have been there too. Yeah. And remember, all the snow started melting, was just dripping everywhere off the trees. Mm-hmm. Dude, I felt like I had just jumped into a puddle yeah. and got out. And you guys all had your wool. We didn't have stagger at the time, but you guys all had your wool on. And we're bone dry. And I was yeah. soaking wet. And I'm like, oh, I need yeah. to get some. some well, it's of that. funny to think back when we first started uh, hunting up north because I was wearing these old wool bibs that my dad has had since I was a boy, but they fit me now. Yep. And uh, man, those things are so heavy. And like I said, they're bibs. So like they're hung over my shoulders. And, you know, they get heavy when the snow starts, snow, you know, balling up on the, yeah. the, the cuffs of the or the bottoms of the pants. And and then I had that jacket I referenced earlier, and that thing is, I mean, that jacket is so thick. I, that's made for, you know, negative Sitting. 15 <laughs> weather, yeah. So to think how uh, the gear, as far as what we wear for clothing, has evolved, you know, this is really, really yeah. comfortable yeah. stuff. It's come a long ways. And, I mean, uh, while we're talking about gear, I guess we can just go on and talk about, like, other stuff that we wear. Um, this year I tried something a little new boot-wise. Mm-hmm. I tried um, – because I, Adam, Adam Thomas got me into wearing Krispies, mm-hmm. and Krispies are the best boots out there. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of out of you know Keens, Merrells, like obviously those are lower end hiking boots, and then you go up to Krispies, and it's like whoa, like that's you you experienced it this year because you bought a pair because oh, we were raving about. I am it. a believer in Krispies. I spent ungodly money for for what I would spend on hunting boots on them. Yeah. Um, and I will own Krispies for as long as they feel the way that they feel because they are an unreal boot. Yeah, so I have – these are the ones I have actually. They're right back there. Um, I forget. They're old ones. Adam had them before yeah, those, me, and I bought mm-hmm. them off him. Adam's had like five newer models since <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, so. so I bought those off him th- three years ago now, yeah. and he had already had a year on them. Right. And those things are still like brand new. Every time I bring them out there, they're rock solid, awesome grip on them is great and then this year my girlfriend for christmas got me um the crispy oh god i'd have to look up the name of them but they're the they're the taller ones Mm -hmm. uh and they're insulated and uh the only thing i'll say about them i'm gonna have to ship them back because they did rip on the toe for i don't know for whatever reason but they're awesome too they're so warm um and for all the crispies as a group that everybody's had that's the first pair that i'm aware of that had any sort of malfunction right. and i'm sure crispy's gonna make it right immediately yeah i'm sure they will especially that i hope so for the money i paid yeah <laughs> i really hope yeah. so Small but um what, what i was getting at there was this is the first year uh on snow that i had worn something that was not rubber because right. i had always worn the lacrosse boots yeah now I think there's benefits to rubber boots, and I think that there's benefits to wearing like boots like the Kis- Krispies. Or I know a lot of people wear the uh, Kentrex. I think the other other big Kenetrex, name, yeah, yeah. Kentrex. There's a lot out there. There's Schnees. I mean, da- you go Danners, on for Danners, like, yeah. you go on for days. Um, but the thing that I experienced with um, 
my Krispies, wearing them on snow, was A, um, for the positives, I guess, like the support is second to none compared mm-hmm. to my flimsy little lacrosse rubber boots. Yeah. Like night and day difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it felt better. My feet didn't hurt so bad at the end of the day, like coming back to the truck. Yeah. You know, I, I have a 10-mile day on lacrosse or 10-mile day on my Krispies, and my feet are feeling sure. completely different. I mean, it, it really is like wearing Krispies is like, you know, wearing some Ferraris around all day. And then when oh, yeah. you put the rubber boots on, it's like driving that trusty old F-150 yeah. type of deal. But uh, it's you know it at the end of the day. So the only thing I'll say is uh, my Krispies, and this is – partially my fault because i i guess i i didn't know a lot about like leather boot care Mm -hmm. but i wasn't uh putting like the wax on them yeah so your leather was getting tight so my leather well it was getting it turned white like it was literally turning white from all the moisture and Mm -hmm. my boots just wouldn't they stopped drying out like i'd put them on the next day and they'd be like a little moist inside and it was like right towards the end of the season and i realized i looked it up online like oh you gotta stick your boot in the oven and then like put this (laughs) stuff on it so i did that and and i hadn't been back out in the snow yet but that's the thing that's the only thing and like we had brought this up because we got in the argument with brett and zach fairball and i'm like because zach was it like, was a friendly back and oh forth. Very, very yeah it was it was hilarious is what yeah, it was yeah and zach was just like why do you guys wear those things Those things are stupid like get yeah. some real boots and uh i told him like no like you have to wear rubber boots um but i i i still stand by it that i can go w- way more places like through water with rubber boots than I could my Krispies. Like, yes, my Krispies are waterproof, but to what extent? Like, mine started leaking through with the snow sure. and they wouldn't dry out. I don't know as though there really is truly a, a waterproof lace-up boot. I mean, if you're only stepping in three or four inches at any given time, you're fine. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to step through Adirondack streams that are moving pretty good and they're seven, eight, nine inches deep, even if they don't go up over the top um, – I don't know. It seems like your feet somehow get wet every time. I don't know, dude. I don't know though because I, like, with before before mine started, like the leather started wearing out and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, I remember some days like I was. Here's an example. Corey and I went up um, and tracked the first snow, and I had to cross a, a creek that was like almost up to my knees. Yeah, I have, I have it all on GoPro, and I was like standing in the creek, and my legs are getting soaked, and all above my boot is getting soaked. Yeah. But my feet never got wet and my yeah. Krispies, which was crazy. To I me. mean, I will say the my Krispies, I have, for those that are curious and just looking, I have the Brickstall Mountain GTXs. They're a gray-colored boot, yeah. and they are not leather. They're a synthetic material. Um, I My feet didn't get wet in those, so yeah. I will say that. Now, I didn't put them to the ultimate test, like trying to cross stuff that I just – didn't want to take a chance oh, on. I do it, but all yeah. the wa- but all the like the general water that I stepped in, all some of the the little wet boggy stuff, all that that I walked through, my feet never got wet. Yeah, but but at the end of the day, when I'm tracking in snow, I always put my mucks on because yeah, I, I like them. They're the comfortable mucks. to me, and I know that if we get crossing streams and doing all that funny stuff on a track, I don't even think twice about it. I got an 18 inch boot on. Yeah, I'm gonna look in. I I think next year I am gonna look into something different for boots for the snow strictly mm-hmm. now. The um, I got the highest gram of insulation in my new Krispies mm-hmm. for sitting. And for sitting, my feet are, like, notorious for just getting freezing cold. Yeah. And I had some really cold days. I sat in my Krispies, and they stayed pretty dang warm, which was cool because I've never had any boot do that. Yeah. But for snow... I don't know. I don't know what else is out there. I don't want the mucks because they're just too heavy and clunky mm-hmm. for me. I just mm-hmm. I can't. I've had them before. I just don't. I don't want them. But then on the other hand, now I put my lacrosse's back on. It feels like my ankle's gonna roll out of. <laughs> it's gonna snap in <laughs> half in those things. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to find a happy medium boot. I guess. Yeah. I yeah. Well, know. that's gonna be kind of hard. There's only so many options out yeah. there, and it seems like everything else that's not a muck or a lacrosse is just a replica of. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Any other gear? Oh, one another thing like gear wise that I'm thinking about is hats. Mm-hmm. So I've worn the same hat. It's the orange stagger cap that anyone who's watched our videos has seen me wear. Mm-hmm. And I think next year I'm going to get one of the hats like you and Corey have. Because I cannot stand the snow. Oh, yeah. Back. I just call it the mountain man hat because that's all I've ever known it yeah. as. But I've had my hat forever. Yeah, I don't like, even wear it that much. Like you but. see like the 80K Cowboys wearing it and stuff. And, and, yeah. the, and it's like it's like maybe at first glance you could look at it and be like, oh, they're wearing that because they're the 80K Cowboys or whatever. But like, no, that, that stuff like is actually very practical for when you're on the oh, track. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you're getting snow stuffed down the back of your neck. Yeah. All day. Yeah, for snow, for active snow. Oh, I guess what? even when the snow's in the trees, or especially if it's raining out, 
those are really nice hats to yeah. wear. Yeah. They're not as convenient as a ball cap where, like, if you're getting all sweated up, you could just take your ball cap off and hang it. Like, I always keep one carabiner in my pack that I can clip the back, yeah. you know, like the back of my hat to or yeah. whatever. Um, so I don't necessarily do it with those hats, but they're a sweet hat. And they, you know, I don't know, they're just cool. And they're kill, nostalgic. And you kill bucks in them. Oh, yeah, you just kill huge <laughs> giant bucks when you wear those yeah, kind you, of hats. Yeah, you throw them on and uh, there's 140 inches running around. <laughs> <laughs> Bob seemed to do pretty well with it, so. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, he shot a slammer. Yeah. Yeah, that video. I, we got to watch that after. Oh, I we're definitely watching that I video haven't watched after. it yet. Yeah. But. Yeah, those are great hats. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's – I I'm sure a gear podcast isn't what everybody loves to listen to. But, yeah. But at the same time, f- there are still a lot of people that are getting into it. And if you're trying to shorten the curve a little bit, mm-hmm. this is some of the stuff that we wore. We've definitely started out probably being overpacked, overdressed, all that. And this is yeah. this is where we're at now. Yeah, I feel like this season, now that you say that, like I, I, I did find – like because I remember there was a point where I was bringing in so much shit with me mm-hmm. that I just didn't need. Mm-hmm. And like now I've kind of find found the happy medium – to where like I have everything that I could possibly need, like even if I had to spend the night out there, maybe yeah, like food, fire, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and then like obviously all the batteries and stuff adds adds a little extra to what I carry in, but right. Yeah, yeah I try to stay pretty. I can't call myself a minimalist because a minimalist would probably just keep like a map and some yeah. fire starter on them. Um. But I try to I try to keep it pretty small myself. But every year I tell myself I'm going to lighten my pack a little bit, and I go through what I have. I'm like, I mean, th- to me this feels pretty bare minimum. Yeah. I can't go any lighter than this. Yeah. I'd say my pack's probably like seven pounds. Yeah. Well, this year you started bringing a sandwich. Remember? Well, five, six, seven pounds. Remember? Yeah. Towards like- <laughs> the end of the year. Well, I was trying to cut weight by not carrying that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I realized after I started bringing a couple sandwiches that I was not cutting enough weight to to make sense, and I felt much more energized when I'd sit down at lunch and have a sam like a full-size sandwich mm-hmm. with some water as opposed to me breaking out like you know two packs of welch's fruit snacks and yeah. a granola bar like that did nothing for me i was still starving afterwards and yeah i um i'm an eater i eat i mean you know yeah. i eat constantly yeah. like like today brie was like are, are you gonna stop eating today i'm like <laughs> no i dude i had like today i had like wings some like dessert <laughs> like another she's like what are you doing but like hunting i have to have food out yeah there. food keeps us in the woods because like dude when i bump a buck especially on the track when i sit down like first off i'm adhd all over the place so like it gives me something to do and yeah. passes time yeah but, like also like i just i need it i know some people are like oh no we'll go all day without food and water like no nah, i'm dipping my face on the stream and get, get a bite to eat <laughs> yeah. halfway through the day yeah for sure and, and again that's just like one of those finding your homeostasis yeah. when you're out there like what keeps you going yes, what it keeps goes, you in it the goes game. back to what we say all the time like uh-huh. finding finding your own game that yeah. you play out there and don't fight it don't yeah. fight what no. will keep you in the woods yeah. if wearing a full backpack with 50 pounds of gear because you in the back of your mind you're always concerned you might have to live the rest of your life in the woods yeah. or whatever then do that well you know that that brings up something that i was just talking to someone about very recently we were talking about it before this but i think there's like a lot of like stereotypes that goes into hunting like and that's that's anywhere you hunt out in the midwest or in the adirondacks or northeast in general like there's like certain stereotypes that some people feel like they have to follow like Mm -hmm. almost like a regimen like oh you have to do this if you hunt this part of the u.s Mm -hmm. and it's like no (laughs) no you don't like just follow like what works for you and it's as simple as that like you don't have to get sucked into like here, I mean, what we're doing right now, like, yeah, we're, we're telling you guys about stagger gear because we love it. But like mm-hmm. I said earlier, if, if like some of it doesn't work for you, sure, then don't use it. Yeah, a buck doesn't give a damn if you're wearing crispies or not. Yeah. So it's, wear whatever you want to wear, wear what's comfortable, wear what's financially feasible for you. And at, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is haunt and kill these bucks. So you should be really focusing a lot more time and attention into how to shoot these bucks than you should about what gear you're going to buy right. next. Because you can gear yourself out to the max and never shoot a good buck because be, you're not focusing on the I'll right be things. the first one to admit it. Like, I love gear. I love gear. Yeah, like, I mean, I, gear's I just, cool. I love it, dude. I, lo- I love, like, everything that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and like yeah, the more money you spend, like, I truly do believe, like, you are usually getting what usually getting what you pay for. Right. But like you, uh, sometimes sometimes I'll just think and I'll I'll like buy something. I'll never forget it. I bought an entire first light kit mm-hmm. and spent a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting out there when I first got it, and I was like, "Why did I just do that?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, it's great. Like my first light stuff is great, but like." Sure. 
I could still kill, I could kill a buck and anything else. Like, why did I just go out and spend all this money when I could have worn stuff I already had or hand-me-downs right. and I th- still went out and done the same thing? I think in hunting culture, it's really easy to equate lack of success to lack of particular gear. <laughs> yeah. And that is just, that couldn't be further from the truth. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, like, dude, it's even, like, with, like, bows and everything or, mm-hmm. like, even guns. Yeah. Like, think about what they used to kill animals with they used to kill animals with spears that they threw at them like right you don't need that and and thank god i don't really get into the whole whole bow and and too much of the gun thing Mm -hmm. but like my bow that i have now i'll probably have that for the next 10 years as long as it's not gonna break on me right like i don't feel the need to go out and buy a new one because at the end of the day it's still gonna do the same thing that it's always done oh yeah it's gonna kill deer for me absolutely absolutely same thing with like a rifle and i mean i feel like rifles are a little different because like I feel like a lot of people like kind of collect rifles and stuff, and it's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a, um, yeah, gu- I mean, guns are definitely one of them. People love to buy well, new. You, bo- you love, you no, love guns. I do, but I mean, at the end of the day, I only have. I gotta stop saying end of the day. It's like my favorite word lately. I don't know why. It's like how I keep summing things up. I had to tell myself to stop saying it the other day. Oh, um, well, that's funny because I was just shooting a video the other day, and I was like walking through the woods, and like four times in a row, like before I clicked the GoPro off, I'm like, well, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, am I just gonna keep saying that that's awesome? Like, okay. I'm a big in summation guy, so like, I'm always like gonna wrap something up for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't have as many as you'd think, though. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but but I've I've see I see in in friends and and just uh, people that I talk to about hunting that it's always like, well, next year they're in business because they just got a brand new, <laughs> you know, name that caliber. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, like when the six five came out, it was like everybody bought a six five because that's somehow going to equate to you shooting a hundred and forty yeah. inch buck this yeah, year. And which... it's like it's all well and good, but if you can't put a buck in front of you, then none of it matters. Yeah. And and I my and again, I always come back to a lot of things my dad or, or any of us like our fathers told us when you're younger and you just don't want to accept it at the time. Then you get older and you're like, God damn it. He was right yeah. again. Yeah. He always used to tell me like, you just got to hunt. You just got to hunt and you can have this and you can have that and you can run your trail cameras, but you just got to hunt. And it was just year after year that he's shooting nice bucks and mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm all frustrated because I can't be, you know, Lee Lukoski because that's what I watch on TV. So I, I know I brought this up before the podcast, talk about it, Blake. And I, and I don't know if I could even replicate this conversation because it was like Brett, Joy and I were, were on the phone the other day for an hour, mm-hmm. like just having awesome conversation and you know because i i share all my information with brett about like you know especially about this buck that i've been chasing and he's been a huge help like help me figure stuff out and like it's right in his wheelhouse right in his wheelhouse i'm new to it and like he's a good friend of mine so he's like he's just brett's the man love brett and so we got talking about like how it was like how like you almost get stuck into doing stuff. Like he he said he's like yeah like even this year like I got thinking about it like analytical data is great and like hunting over scrapes is great. He's like but at the end of the analytical day, or annual data. Or, so I keep saying analytical annual data. Okay. And um, where's it going now? Oh yeah. So he was saying like that's all that's all great, but at the end of the day, if something's not working, like why keep doing it? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to like that almost like that's what you're supposed to do. Like that's what you see that and read that. Well, and, or there's a fear to stray from what you're doing. Right. Right. And, and like, you don't want to admit that it's not working. Exactly. And like, mm-hmm. just like I told him when I was chasing this buck this year, I kept, I kept sitting in this stand that I had had this buck on camera one, one time or two times during the summer. Mm-hmm. And I kept sitting there. And then finally, one day I talked to Brett and Brett's like, well, I don't know if you should be sitting there. Like, why don't you go scout? Right. And I'm like, Yeah. Why don't I go scout? Like, what am I? What am I doing? Right. And then I went and scouted and found out a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And it's like I just we were just talking about how like you just get stuck into doing certain things mm-hmm. for like an extended period of time. Right. For no reason, like just right. because you feel like that's maybe the right thing to do when it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and 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 you do this sometimes, but I hear a lot of people do it, and and I'm not trying to be judgmental because I don't have a better answer, but what I do hear deer hunters say a lot is like when they're trying to figure out a particular deer or they're trying to figure out a particular area and they've been striking out so like they start trying to connect these dots and they're like i i know he's going through here i know if i spend time i know he's going through here right you don't know anything right you have no idea if that buck's going through there if exactly. you knew it so darn well you'd have killed them by now right and i and that but to, to bring it full circle you're convincing yourself of something that is you don't know in fact to be true right and you might you could end up spending a lot of time in there and sometimes it works out 
but sometimes it doesn't. But isn't that hunting? Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of it, and this probably goes for other people too. For me, it's like a confidence thing. Like if I keep telling, and there's my, nothing wrong. If with I that. keep telling myself like he's going to be there, that's why I need to be there. Mm-hmm. And Brett and I also had this conversation. Like, yes, on the other hand of what I was just saying. Maybe I do keep sitting in that scrape, mm-hmm. and then that buck does show up, and I do kill him. Right. But maybe I don't. Right. So it's like <laughs> that's yeah, the hard and that's, part. That's the difference between hunters that are consistent, hunters that are don't. I think they just tend, or that are not. I think they just tend to be more flexible. Yeah. In allowing themselves to do something different yeah. from from because it, it it really is hard when you've thought really long and hard about something, put a lot of time and effort into scouting trail cameras, and then you get in there and it totally doesn't pan out, and you're yeah. like, nope, nope, I'm sticking to what I thought. I'm not going to fall for this, yeah. and then you fall for it all season, and the deer was never there. <laughs> yeah, and then like so these past few days, I've been out. I, I've had some time, and I I've been out uh, just scouting this property where this buck is, mm-hmm. and um. I think I've done like, I did like 14 miles in like two days or something like that. And, uh, just found so much stuff. And when you look at this piece on a map and it's just like anywhere, we talk about this all the time. You look at something on a map and it looks so small Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, that's like, that's easy. That's way easier to cover that quickly. Like think, I I think about, about the mountain, uh, earlier in muzzleloader that we looked at. Remember that big long mountain and we're like, Whoa, that mountain was huge. And like, it doesn't look like that in the map. Well, that's the same thing with this area that I'm hunting this buck. And obviously like probably all big wood stuff is like this, but I got scouting the other day and I'm like, there's so many areas Mm -hmm. that this buck could be. And it doesn't look that big in the grand scheme of things. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I found a whole bunch of good stuff leading into next year. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with it. But yeah, I'm, and- I'm I'm pretty dead set on on killing that buck. So yeah, and you just, I think that you just need to go into next year with an open mind and yeah. not spend too much time worrying about what he did this year, which I think is kind of what you're alluding to. Exactly. And try to figure him out next year on whatever his new game plan like, is. Like I told, like I was telling Brett, you know, like, so I, I got a picture on, of this buck um, the day I left for Ohio, which I've already talked about this in a podcast, but um, it was on November 5th. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking to Brett, like Brett's like, yeah, that annual dad was great. But he's like, but does everything match up? Is everything going to match up to how it was that past year? Right. He's like, yes, I think you should be in there on November 5th on that same spot or even like the days leading up or after. Right. He's like, if it's right. He's like, if that yeah. scrape line's not there, if you don't have a picture of that buck anywhere there, like, right. obviously, like you shouldn't right. be Right, does that. the same type of sign show up again yeah. next year? Is the weather, is the, it, weather well, the it's, same? It's like, is it even annual data if you haven't had a full year with him to right. do? It's almost like the annual data doesn't count until it happens a second time. Right. That's annual data. Otherwise, right. this is just data data right yeah well i love and and the other thing like another another thing i was thinking of i love listening to bo martonic talk because i really like and, and he says the same thing that we're talking about right now like he gets caught up in this stuff too and does and does like repetitive repetitive does. things yeah, we it's, all go it's so it. easy to do oh yeah but like i love how he talks about like okay this isn't working like i need to go find especially like in early october or something like go find the food go find the sign and just just sit it Mm-hmm. Just sit it. Stop overthinking and just sit the sign and sit the food. Right. And you might kill that deer. Right. Like it's as simple as that sometimes, yeah. but yeah. it's it's just very easy to overthink. I just I don't, don't think you can ever keep a and this is a very um, naive and and uh, I don't have quite the experience. I was just thinking the other day. This is us going into our fifth year this next hunting season. So yeah, just crazy. so yeah, right. So in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways, we're just starting to come into like they say for a lot of jobs that are out there, a lot of professions, yeah. stuff like that, trade work. Uh-huh. Like you don't really know what you're doing until at least your fifth year. You're just starting to actually yep. figure things out, and that's how I feel here. To be fair, I'm not certainly not going to claim to be an expert in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, um, sorry, I was trying to prove, trying to clarify that I'm, I'm not about to have a smart ass comment here but what were you just saying that I, I lost my train of thought oh i was just talking about like bow martonic yeah stuff yeah the, the... in the annual data what was i thinking oh in the big in the big woods i just think it's really there you can never keep enough this is what i'm trying to say you can never keep enough tabs on a buck in the big woods to figure him out in the same way that you can in the farm country because you yeah. got a picture of him here and you saw him from the road over there and a neighbor said that he's got him on trail camera here. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm putting down? 100%. So, and it's the same thing up here because it's like, well, you could come into a great scrape line, a mountain over. Yeah. It's like same direction. You're starting to connect some dots. It's like, oh my God, this could be him. I finally found a back. And then you shoot a buck in there and it, he was never in there. It was never him to begin with. Look at the buck. Look at the buck that Corey and I went in and bow hunted. Right. 
this buck gone. is this buck is like two, disappeared. Corey, like we always say, Corey's like our scientific guy. Like mm-hmm. Corey had this buck. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> like Corey, Corey had this buck nailed down on this. Like it was a solid pattern that this it's buck. It's as was, good as you could ask for. As in the good early as you season. could ask for in the early season. It in was, the Adirondacks. It, it reminded me of a farm country buck. What to an extent of what this buck was doing. Oh yeah, like coming and just moseying around and checking out he the was living and, on the top on the bench of that mountain and we go up there we never see him nope gone the rest of the season gone. never got him on camera again nope. the rest of nor the season nor did we even see sign over there that was really indicative of a of a buck like that <laughs> no he was just gone well, right and then here's another example we had that we've talked about in a bunch of previous podcasts we had this buck a giant buck and we're like we're gonna kill him we're gonna kill him someone's gonna kill him Gone. Uh, two years in a row on two different big bucks. Up the in, one we thought was one was not him the following year. Yeah, but talk about Ledge Hog, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, the buck the next year that we all called Ledge Hog, that was definitely not the same deer. You don't think that's the same I deer? I absolutely do not think it's the same deer. I think it's just another really big, impressive deer. Uh, I, I, well, I just don't think either, it's the same either, deer. Either way, he disappeared. Like, they just disappeared. No, they're we, gone. They're gone. We never got him on camera again. Not saying, like, they couldn't have got shot, but, I mean, come on. like no, not here, not in this area. We would have heard about here's, it. Here's the thing with, you know, social media and phones and mm-hmm. cameras and all this stuff. No matter what, right. like, most of the time, if guys aren't going to share pictures of the bucks they kill, right. one way or another, if you're intertwined in some circle, you're going to see that buck. Yeah, and, and not to say that people don't have history with bucks in the big woods because of course they do there's 100%. plenty of, i mean look at the buck that um bulk and those shy guys yeah. shot they i think they call them hightower yeah they they had been seeing that buck for years yeah but but in again in our short time and it, it may be very naive of us but we've had a lot of really big bucks on camera that were very active during those seasons just couldn't stay off the camera yeah and next season couldn't wait to see what it was going to be yeah. and just God. I mean, this buck, this buck that we're referring to called Lechog, mm-hmm. <laughs> this buck was a scrape hound. I mean, mm-hmm. every scrape. If you laid a scrape, he found it. If if there was a scrape on this mountain mm-hmm. and you had a camera on it, mm-hmm. you got a picture and of this And he was, buck. I mean, he'd come strutting in. You'd have pictures of him strutting into it, looking like the king. He'd be up on his hind legs. He'd be rubbing his face in his horns. I mean, he'd give you the coolest pictures. I mean, do you want to talk yeah. about a tease of a buck? I mean, yeah. this buck was, he was impressive, and he made it seem like he was there for the yeah. taking. And, and not only did... We have it on camera. Mm-hmm. One of our friends had it on a whole bunch of cameras. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Adam Thomas, well, obviously you guys know who Adam Thomas is mm-hmm. if you listen to our stuff, but he went to a job, a random job, and mm-hmm. was talking to a guy, and a guy pulls up his cell phone and says, look, this buck I got on camera. <laughs> he goes, that's Ledgehog. <laughs> yeah. So you knew it. Yeah, it, so that's why I it, it like uh, increases the um, like the question mark. Yeah. All these people were aware of this deer, mm-hmm. and he's just gone. And he's just gone. And anybody would have been dying to send out that picture if you put a round through him because he was that impressive of a deer. He was a buck of a lifetime. It's it's just crazy. And this is I wish I wish I could have had my podcast stuff while I was on the phone with Brett the other night because we're right. reiterating. Uh, best, we've said it a hundred times. The best conversations when we're is not when you, is when you don't have the podcast. But we were like basically talking about all the same stuff, and it's like sometimes it's just like. Where do these bucks go? Like, are they dying of old age? Mm-hmm. Are they getting eaten by coyotes? Are they getting shot into? No, I and, wonder. Like, I wonder what is going. Are, are they just completely vacating spots and moving ten miles, fifteen miles? Yeah, away? and that would be a really interesting concept. One that I would be more apt to believe than yeah. than the coyotes or the getting shot. I, I just I can't I can't believe that this steer would be shot we didn't know about it so I'm, I'm really not factoring that and i don't think the coyotes play a big enough role in this particular area but what he could be doing is absolutely relocating because yeah. there's huge country out there um and may and maybe that's it maybe that's yeah. what this deer's well, you doing got, you gotta wonder if some of these bucks like what would floor me is if we get pictures of him next year yeah that'd now be, i'm like that'd be now crazy. where were you this whole time that'd be crazy but yeah. like it's almost like I, I i gotta wonder if these bucks get bumped enough or, or like just under the right circumstances, do they do they go on a big giant adventure and be like, "Oh, this area is actually way this safer. This is cool. This yeah. is way safer for me to be. There's way more food here. There's not as much pressure. I'm just gonna live could here." Could be, yeah, could be. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I wish I wish there was radio collared deer in the Adirondacks. Well, <laughs> that's that's the great mystery of the whitetail that makes them it so is. fun. It is. Yeah, like I I do I love watching the MSU Deer Lab stuff. Yeah, like seeing all these deer. But then it is like. 
we, we wouldn't even be having this conversation if we sure. did know. You well, know? I mean, it is 2023 and, you know, like Elon wants to build uh, his own planet type of thing. Like yeah. we have all these crazy capabilities these days and we still aren't <laughs> yeah. any closer <laughs> to figuring out a deer than we were in 1940. Elon's over there building rocket ships and we're over here trying to figure out when this buck's coming to the scrape next. <laughs> I know. He's been dead for two years now. We're still like hanging on that he might be alive. <laughs> But that's what makes it fun, and I hope it always stays that way. I, if there, if if you told me tomorrow that you know somebody had the book of secrets on a whitetail, I'd burn that. that thing. Yeah, and I'm that's no yeah. joke. I don't ever want to know. And and you know, but like that, that's what makes it so fun for me. Uh, you know, doing like all different styles of hunting too, yeah. because like it's like the mystery of all of it. Like it's the mystery of like sitting in the big woods and, mm-hmm. and like, or sitting anywhere. I shouldn't say the big woods, like sitting anywhere or like tracking or just bare ground hunting. Like all of it is such a mystery and it's all so different. Yeah. Like I, I love it. I love doing all of it. And, and no matter how good you get at it, you could be humbled at any given yeah. time. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. This is, this is kind of random, but I know it just got me thinking. I was talking to a gentleman, uh, the other day who, I don't know, we might do a podcast with him in the future. Um, but we got talking about bow hunting in the Adirondacks, and he's like, "Man, I've I've hunted with my longbow in the Adirondacks for I don't know. He I think he said he's hunted the Adirondacks for fifty years. I don't know if he had longbow hunted that long, right? Um, but he's like, I've shot two bucks in f- that amount of time with my bow, right? In the Adirondacks, right? I'm like, that is crazy. Yeah. Imagine anywhere else. If you told anybody else anywhere in the country, yeah, they'd be like, why do you do that? <laughs> why do you do that? <laughs> yeah, why would you waste like, your why time? Why would you ever go up there and not see bucks and just shoot two? But like, yeah, it's just a mystery and the adventure of it, dude. Yeah, I told the uh, I told somebody who's uh like a a family member, but not. It, it's my brother's father-in-law. Yeah. Um. I told him here he he ran into me after I shot my buck and you know kind of wanted to hear the story or that he'd heard the story and like one of the first things he said to me was like so you do all that for a deer huh yeah and it's like yeah man yeah I, all that for a deer and 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 I and I appreciate where he's coming from like yeah. I, I get it it's not he, it's not something he's privy to like yeah. he didn't grow up that way or whatever the case may be but. Yeah, it's a weird bug to be bitten by, and it's it's a lifelong passion if you're yeah. into it like that. Now, now I will say, I will say this too, though. Like, yeah, I, I am infatuated with the Adirondacks. I'm infatuated with anywhere that has just big, giant, mountainous range with mm-hmm. low deer intensity. I just am. Like, I'm infatuated by it. I'm also infatuated by sitting in farm country. Right. Like I I just love every aspect of hunting. Right. Like anywhere in the country. Like it all is just so intriguing to me. Now, I think hunting in like the Adirondacks or or like a really mountainous vast range mm-hmm. is much more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But I think hunting anywhere in the country is interesting and yeah. I I would I would go hunt anywhere. I think what's I think why I don't find things outside of of hunting up north as interesting to me is only because it's not as accessible. Yeah. To go hunt, I want. Would I like to go stalk muleys in Colorado? Oh, of yeah. course I would. Yeah. But it's it's so much money and it, there's so much time. And I have to get time off from work. And yeah, you just name it and the traveling. And how do you yeah. get the carcass home? I can just go out my back door and do this. I think that's where I right. that's where I struggle to find that same drive to go and do those things. Right. But I hope throughout my lifetime I do. See, like, for me, um, and, and Just Hunt Club played, like, a big part of this, like, because I got to see a whole lot of... You see how that all I got to down. see other yeah. stuff, because, like you, like, you can sit here and say this because you never went and done any of that. I went and stalked muleys with them out in South Dakota. Right. And it's it's awesome. I, it is so awesome. I dude. agree. And that was one of the best things we started doing was going on our turkey trips together, exactly. which I'd never done. And the first time we ever went out of state, I was like, why have I waited so long to yeah. do this? Yeah. If anybody ever has, I would just say this, if anybody ever has an opportunity, whether it's deer hunting, turkey mm-hmm. hunting, mm-hmm. anything to get out of the state, go hunt new terrain, go hunt new animals, go do it because it's so fun. It's so fun. You remember, I mean, our turkey trips are still fun. Like every time we get somewhere new, it's like, I cannot wait to see what this land is like and how these animals act within this land. Oh, for sure. For sure. We're going to talk about this after, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Turkey trip. But... Yeah, no, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. If you if you enjoy just being out in the woods and go see other states too, because the air the air breathes different. The sound, I mean, the first time we heard whippoorwills. Oh, dude, it's the, the be- it's the sound of the spring for me now. It dude, is. Whipper, I I I hate that we don't have whippoorwills in New York because they're such a beautiful sound. You know, you're hunting. Um, where where was I, dude? I was somewhere. Remember this last turkey season? I was somewhere in New York, and I'm like, I heard a whippoorwill. Well, I, let me clarify. I'm sure we have 
Whippoorwills, but in New not York. like in the south. But in the south, yeah, in the south, yeah. They're all you listen to oh, is the white goose- noise of whippoorwills in the morning. It's giving me goosebumps, dude. I I just will never forget this. I'll never forget this morning. Uh, and like we've heard them in Virginia and like and like Kentucky. everywhere else, Kentucky, everywhere yeah. in the south. But for whatever reason, this morning sticks out to me the most, and I don't know why. Corey and I had left you and Adam in Virginia, mm-hmm. hopped in the car, drove to North Carolina, mm-hmm. and met up with Brett and John and all them. They were hunting up in the mountains, and we're like, eh, we don't really want to plow through the Laurel Mount Laurel right now. We're going to go down to the coast and go hunt a property down there. It was We walked in, and I remember, and I've probably told this story too on the podcast, but I we slept in the car that night, and I woke up, and I could smell smoke. And I'm like, what the hell? And I look out, and we we're going to be hunting a brand new burn. Like they had just burned this like a week ago and there were still like spots that were like embering, like they had the embers and you could see them glowing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we stepped out of the car and as soon as it got light, we're standing out in the middle of this big burn dude. And that's all you could hear surrounding us. And like all you could hear in the camera. And it was just one of those, like such vivid memories. I remember just sitting there and I'm like, this is like spring. Like, yeah. this is spring. This is what it is. Right, I, I, right. And then ever since then, I'm like, that's how I want to start my spring every year is here in the Whippoorwills. I agree, man. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I know we've talked about other places, but I really do enjoy hunting those areas. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. We yeah. don't know what we're going to do. We're we're going to talk about what we're going to do this year. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I guess I guess don't, don't limit yourself to, you know, being a, quote, unquote, big woods hunter. Like, just be a hunter. Yeah. And, and that goes for anything. That goes with how you hunt, where you hunt, what you hunt, what you hunt with. Like, right. just be a hunter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's all we can say. Because isn't everybody bored right now? I'm bored. Yeah. I can't wait to get out. Just do something next year. Be, yeah. plan, plan something right now. Yeah, right Think now. about what you want to do right now next year and, and do it and yep. have fun. After this podcast, we are going to talk about where oh, we're yeah. going for turkey season oh, probably. Oh, yeah. Please, gonna... anything that is an outlet from work right now would be <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, well, we got – right now we're sitting here and we got a giant snowstorm blowing in. and uh, Yeah, we got like I – don't, I don't even know what it's up to at this point. Anywhere from like 10 to 13 to – Yeah, I've it, heard a whole bunch of different stuff. I don't know. We got we got let's snow. Let's have and, a prayer for a second, brother. Dear good Lord, please go, <laughs> please go t- take good care of my big bucks. Don't please don't kill all yeah, my big bucks off with this storm. Big boys off. <laughs> Amen. They'll be good out there. Hey, all, all you outlaws out there feeding them corn, boy. Stock that pile up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But I think that's probably all we got for today. Yeah, that, we, there's your. ABB Hodgepodge Podcast <laughs> Ralph Volume One. There you go. There's a name of it right there. The Hodgepodge yeah, Podcast. The Hodgepodge. Well, we got it. We, we well, we talked about our our love for the stagger gear. So yeah, I guess we yeah. can't call that. The yeah, Hodgepodge. I, I wanna. I, I do want to end it. I want to say thank you to Adam Adam Lampson yes, over at you, Stagger Gear for not only making awesome products that will stand behind 100 percent because we truly believe in them and and just love them. Um, and Adam's been awesome to us. He's he's a great great guy. And uh, the code. Yes, and uh, if you guys are looking to purchase any of the stuff that we showed you today, or they got T-shirts over there, hats, whole bunch of cool stuff, uh, just punch our code in. The code is uh, ABB, uh, and you'll get ten percent off your whole entire order. So, sweet. Yep. Also, one other thing, uh, I don't know if there's anybody out there. You see these hats that Brad and I are wearing right now. Uh, we are all out of camo ones. Uh, sold out of all those, but we still have some black, green, and brown ones left. Uh, what we're doing, what I'm doing, is trying to get rid of all that stuff so we can get a new order in. I'm gonna do some winter beanies because that was a hit. Everybody seen mm-hmm. them was like, I want one. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna do that. Even the girls like those. Girls love them. They're like, we got to get more of these. Yeah, they're sharp. So, yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. And uh, as always, go give us a like and follow all under Adirondack Bucks and Beyond. <laughs> Uh, uh. <laughs>